I know everybody's going to enjoy this uh, interview that I have coming up. Alex Fuse is a student at Dean College. I went to Dean as well, and I had a lot of success there, and I've told a lot of people without going to Dean, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, they did so much for me in, in so many different ways. I had uh, professors that really gave me the confidence and, and pushed me a lot. You know, they, they knew that I had some talent, but I needed to be pushed, and they helped me a lot. And uh, Alex Fuse, who's joining me today, is just 19 years old. He's had a podcast since he's been in eighth grade. He is doing so much more than I did at that age, and I couldn't be happier. I told Alex this um, off the air, off our interview, and I mean this. Uh, it's, this is not a sales pitch. I'm not trying to sell anything. I love to see people succeed in this business. I want Alex, I want everyone younger than me to go through and become national stars and, and, and be bigger than I am. Um, I, if they become bigger and do bigger, better things, it makes me happy. I want to see everybody shine. Uh, this business has room for everybody. And um, Alex is a bright star who's going to have a long career in broadcasting. You can find him at alexfuse.com. Twitter is alexfuse. He recently landed a job with the Burlington Royals doing play-by-play. He's got a talk show. He writes. He does it all. So let's hear from Alex. You know, it's great talking to someone from Dean. You know, obviously, you know, I went there, and I wouldn't be here without this school. So um, it's really cool to see what you're doing at Dean uh, College, and I'm, I'm, I can imagine it's done wonders for you. 100%. And just getting the opportunity, what Dean has to offer is just an incredible opportunity. It's a small school in Massachusetts, in Franklin, Mass, to be exact. And not a lot of people know about Dean, but we're definitely making an impact, not only – in the sports broadcasting area and conversation, but also in other majors too. So it's just an incredible uh, small school to really give you the opportunity to get started in this career at a young age. It's amazing. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of those unsung colleges in the United States because you can do so much. Uh, Power 88 was very good to me, and I know it's very good to you, but some of the majors when I was there, the dance program was still big. Is that something that's still really big there? Still very big, um, but the School of Business is now the largest school on campus because of, of the fact that so many things fall under the business category, sport management and also sports broadcasting as well as communications. You know, it's sports management, communication, and sports broadcasting falls under the umbrella of communication. So it's a little, um, I would say, sometimes interesting to get a grasp of how exactly this works uh, or how exactly you're speaking of. It is still a degree in sports broadcasting, but uh, also in communications to kind of that overlap. But still, um, at the end of the day, so many great opportunities, not just in the sports broadcasting or business, but yes, dance. Uh, Criminal justice is also a huge program on campus now. Uh, There's just so many great resources um, on campus for everyone to use. And you're only a sophomore, and uh, it's great to see, Alex, how you're doing so many great things there. Well, thank you for that. So, again, yeah, I'm just a sophomore. I'm 19 years old, um, and I've been incredibly grateful to uh, just get a a nice head start in this crazy and fun career of sports broadcasting. Recently landed a job with the Burlington Royals. So, uh, obviously, your passion is is play-by-play in baseball because I know you did the NECBL, but congrats on getting into the minor leagues. Thank you. It's an incredible opportunity, and it's something that I never would have thought uh, would have came at this point in time, right, where 
yep. a lot of people think, okay, um, I won't even think about doing this until I graduate college, but anyone can do this at any age if you really want to kind of take any opportunity that you can have. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I love it now for younger people growing up that Every generation goes through this. I mean, when I was younger, the technology was was obviously better from the people previous to me. But I'm excited for people going forward now that you can make podcasts. That's what I'm doing now. You can you can work. You could just be a YouTuber. And I, you know, I always joke around and call myself a reborn millennial because I love all of the stuff that we have now. And I think that it's really you still have to have the talent, but I think it's 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 helpful for you guys to have more avenues. Um, you know, you get named the the voice of the Burlington Royals. I see it everywhere. Where maybe before you didn't. So, it's I think it's such a it's such a nice thing to have. You know, like a caddy, for instance, not not as a crutch. It's it's a really cool thing that there's so many now outlets for you guys and and for all of us. And um, you know, I saw that story instantly. Well, and that's the thing, right? And you need to learn how can I utilize this some weapon in a, in a sense or um, opportunity. Again, and that main word opportunity just keeps circling back around here. But still, it's it's a resource that is at everyone's fingertips, and it's up to everyone to utilize it correctly. Um, how to build the relationships and connections correctly as well as maintain them, which is incredibly huge in this particular career, you know, and that's the thing. Social media flies these days and things are changing every single second now on Twitter where news is breaking, not by the people in the business, but by just everyday people in today's society. And that's a huge factor that we have not seen ever before. Yeah. You know, and it it can be almost a disadvantage too, because there's so many things I, uh, I mean, obviously we saw with, with Kobe, with TMZ and, and what they did. And, boy, the stories I've heard, you know, they have every single person on the payroll now. And and a lot of things are getting out there that are false. So it's, uh, it, it is an interesting, um, you know, I guess dilemma. But I still think it's kind of neat, though, too, don't you? 100%. And it's something where, you know, there's not a lot of retraction. And then if there is retraction, no one ever talks about it. And, you know, I call it headline reading, and that's what I think everyone is kind of stuck into because Twitter, a tweet is basically a headline. Yeah. You know, Twitter, um, where you can't expand a whole story. You have to click on a link and read the whole story, but the percentage of people that are actually doing that is slim to none. So, you know, we in the media have an incredible responsibility to make sure the headlines that we are putting out there are accurate and correct and also that we are making sure that we are sticking to the facts and trying to stray away from opinion as best as possible or knowing when is the right time to add in the opinion just know the situation that's a big thing that has really gone missing uh in this society now uh I'm sure you use Twitter for your show. I love this. You do a show seven to eight on Power eighty eight at Dean, and um, had some major guests on. But again, I you know I found out a lot of this through social media. And how has that really helped your show? It's been incredible. Um, look, not a lot of people are, are up from seven to eight a.m. 
except for me. And it's Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 a.m. on Power 88. It's streamed. You can listen to it all over the world on power883.org. Again, it's the uh, Dean College affiliate radio station here on the campus. Um, I do it every single day, Monday through Friday, and I have students that rotate. I believe I have a team of 10 people, including myself on the team, that are sports broadcasting, communication, and sport management majors on the show team, and they're on with me. I at least have one to two people, sometimes even three people in the studio, including myself, every single weekday. So it's an incredible way to get up and to get my day started, other than a cup of coffee. Yeah, I, it's terrific that you're doing that. And, and um, I really admire some of the interviews. I mean, you've had Bob Costas. I saw Andrew McCutcheon. But um, it, it's great, you know, it, and it shows sky's the limit, right, if you really put an effort to it. And tell me how you're getting these interviews. My biggest thing is I always tell everyone this. You don't, you know, you never get these people calling you up and asking to go on the show. You know, it's all about the ask. Um, the worst thing that you are going to hear is no or nothing. Um, so it's just putting yourself out there, putting yourself in the conversation. And the biggest thing that people um, sometimes do is sometimes you'll get a response, right? You'll send an email to insert name. Now is not a good time. But follow up in one to two months or just simply now is not a good time. But if you do follow up in one to two months down the line and if you say, persistence not a pest but persistence chances are you are likely to land that interview either a month six months a year or two down the line to eventually have them on your podcast or radio show that you are doing alex i think the biggest strength and the biggest trait you have to have to do this is passion um and i can tell you know that you have it i not even talking to you before this i could tell and i i will that will be my advice, you know, for everyone listening to this is that when I was, we all go through this and we beat ourselves up against the wall. Like, you know, I, maybe I didn't have the best grades as that person, or I don't have the best voice or I don't, you know, this, but you can't replace what the passion and you have that. And I will say that keep that lit and you'll, you'll be doing even bigger things. Well, I greatly appreciate that compliment because, you know, I am very passionate about this career. You know, I've had my podcast for, it will be six years this May that I've been yeah. doing this podcast. Um, and just, it's about staying consistent, but it's also keeping the passion alive and just talking to people that share the same passion as I do. And it's just an incredible experience and an incredible uh, last few years. And it's just been, you know, my favorite thing about this is not the accolades that goes with it. It's not getting the chance to bump elbows with the people that everyone gets a chance to meet eventually. It's about the journey. It's the up and downs of it that if you ask any athlete, the failures that go with it, the accomplishments that go with it, it's the journey that goes with it is yeah. my favorite thing. It's the no's that go with it. You know, that pushes me to say, okay, Maybe I'm not, you know, able to do that right now, but I will be five years from now if I do something more, add it to something else. So it's all about just staying consistent and just following the journey and enjoying the process that goes along with it. Yeah, and also uh, I agree that 100% and loving it. I think that um, what you said right at the beginning there, the accolades of that, um, that wears off. You know, being a professional broadcaster like you are, um, it's cool, and your friends think it's cool, and all of that. But you can't live off of that. And 
that might sound funny to people, but I mean that in a very positive way, is that you should never get in this business because you want people to, like, look at your Facebook page and think you're cool. That is fun. I mean, let's be honest here. You know, when you're doing something that is cool and people, you have a cool job. But if you don't love doing it because it's a grind, you know, doing this is hard and um, you have to put a lot of work into it. You have to do it for the right reasons. So uh, I agree with everything you said. Just, again, you know, while, yes, it is cool to, you know, put yourself out there and to just, you know, share what this crazy life involves, whether it is, you know, getting the chance to interview so-and-so or just getting the chance to witness a historic moment in minor league baseball or in the professional and in major league baseball or just in sports in general to where we kind of get the front row seats and not only just to see the moments but also know the people that are involved in the moments is just such an incredible experience and just getting the opportunity to call whatever ballpark you're working at that day to say hey i'm working at a ballpark i get to go and call the field my office is something that never gets me more excited than ever before right now yeah i, I agree with you i i wanted to go back on that uh that you started that podcast in eighth grade right is that mm-hmm. that's amazing yep i was a funny story i always like to share this because um it's something that a lot of people again uh, i tried out for my modified baseball team in seventh grade and i didn't make the team and uh i then went home after the practices or the tryouts of the team turned on the michael k show i'm from upstate new york so i grew up a yankee fan and i turned on the michael k show and just went on to the yes network and i'm like oh i really like this michael k show um and then i started following in love with baseball more and more so before this though i was grounded for two weeks <laughs> and i couldn't watch any tv and up to this point i hated sports i hated baseball i hated everything i i i, I want to say maybe hate i just wasn't a fan i wasn't into anything other than professional wrestling up until this point and then i turned on the radio and started listening to the voice of the yankees john sterling mm. um call yankee games and ever since that moment i've been a baseball fan and a yankee fan uh, growing up so ever since that moment i've always listened to john call the yankee games and everything along the lines of that so then i tried out for the baseball team didn't make it and then said okay well i'll make a podcast i'll make a sports talk show just like michael k has on the yes network and i did that in eighth grade and i've been doing it ever since that's great. You know, listening to you talk about, you know, your journey, I, I, I mean, I grew up in Massachusetts, so I grew up listening and watching the Red Sox guys, and that's what really got me passionate about wanting to do this, too. It's, we have kind of a similar path, and uh, I love John Sterling. Um, I've never been a Yankee hater because I respect that organization, and it's they're huge, you know, and, and um what I like about John is that it's his personality and Michael Kay and those guys, I think Red Sox uh, announcers over the years too, they're different. They're, they're characters and uh, those guys are too. So it's, it's funny that you learn from them. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the people that are the childhood voices, right? They're the, the soundtrack of childhoods. And especially in John's case where he's been a little more, um, definitely on a resume to be able to say 
He called every single game that Derek Jeter played, every single pitch that Mariano Rivera threw, every single Yankee game managed by Joe Torre and Joe Girardi, and insert all of the World Series championships that the Yankees have either played in or won uh, throughout the years, ever since John's been calling the game since 1989. What a resume, and, and what uh, you know, way to add the voice to the soundtrack to every single moment in Yankee history, really since uh, close to it'll be over 30 years ago. But you, there's no doubt, you know, regardless of, of what kind of fan you are, if you're a Red Sox or if you don't, I mean, I know people that don't like John because he does all that stuff, and I think it, I like that. I don't think he's trying to do that to be different. He is such a fan, and you can tell how much he loves the game. You know, I have people that will say, why does he still want to do every inning? Why does he want to do every game? And I admire someone that obviously doesn't need the money anymore. But you can tell how much he loves that team. And I think for me, I respect people more like John Sterling because you can see he's, he's still a boy, and you can hear it in his voice. Well, and, you know, listening to John talk about this, you know, he was, you know, a sports fan ever since he was a little kid. Right? Yeah. Yep. And he grew up just loving the game of baseball and loving sports in general. If you talk to him in the MLB offseason, he's watching ESPN and, and all of these sports shows with, you know, it's so funny because in John's apartment or house, uh, he has two TV screens, two large monitors. One has one game on and one has another one on. And... You know, that's how much of a sports fan is. And the key word about this conversation right now in this question is a fan. Everyone at the end of the day is a fan. And if you aren't a fan, then they don't really last for yeah. much long in this in this business because at the end of the day, we're doing this because we are a fan of the stories. We are a fan of the drama of what either baseball is, what football basketball hockey is and the drama that goes along with it the storylines you know ken rosenthal ken rosenthal of mlb network and fox sports said it best 36 month reality shows it yeah. seems like this year it's you know 30 12 month reality shows where we haven't really seen that in recent years but still it's that same concept of this is drama this is storyline filled entertainment for everyone involved and it's something that everyone can feel like they are a part of whether or not you're a fan working or playing in this field well said uh alex what do you think is up after dean or do you not want to uh, look that far down the road look i i mean again to go back to my original response i love the journey and i'm kind of um open arms you know i always like to say i'm open to anything uh i would like to think it of course, uh, in the next six to eight months, nothing is changing. You know, I will, of course, finish out the semester here at Dean. I will be uh, in Burlington, North Carolina this summer. And, you know, once the season ends, um, I, I mean, I guess that's uh, a question for down the line. But at, at this moment in time, nothing is changing in, in the immediate uh, factor. And I love everything that I'm doing. Um, and again, and this is a journey that I think if anyone that is interested in, if you can follow the journey and follow the passion that you may have, it's an incredible one. And it's something that will have 
many different surprises <laughs> and unexpected moments, and I'm ready for it. I'm here for it, and I'm excited to what the future has uh, with the good and the bad. Hey, what'd you think? I hope you enjoyed another episode of Behind the Mic. You can find me on Twitter at Behind the underscore Mike, Facebook. I want you to leave your comments, email cdogsradio at gmail.com. Alex Fuse was terrific. He's an alum, so we stick together. Great interview. Subscribe to it. Like it. Go to Alex's website. Have yourself a great day, great weekend, whatever you're doing. And as always, peace and love. I'll talk to you.